Nerdy of North podcast, the Nerdy podcast, hosted by two Northern nerds. I'm one of your hosts, Sam. I'm the other host, Paul. Now, how are I you today, know. Sam? I'm good. I don't know why our computer just told us that the recording was going on. This yeah, it okay. kind of threw me a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, me too. Hey, everyone. Um, this week's episode is our, are we going to just, because you've announced it on the Facebook group, so might as well just yep, say it straight it's... away. So our top five... One, you picked it. Top five comic book uh, films not included in the Marvel Universe, the MCU. That Which was started so basically hard. back with Iron Man and would have been up to date with Black Widow if it, if it fucking got released. Honestly, will you stop bringing that up? I do it just to wind you up. It's a dagger to the heart every time. <laughs> Very true, very true. <laughs> well, hopefully, like, say in a few weeks, we can actually talk about actually seeing the film, so that's always the good thing. I know that'd be fun. Black Widow review, boom, boom. It's going to be on our streamers. I'm going to have a party going on. <laughs> yes. And you can see, I'm actually looking forward to going to the pitches next week as well. So, me and Nick's planning on going on going next Friday. Not to say it'll probably it'll be an awful film, the new Saw film. Who oh, no, who cares? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> Hug the seats. <laughs> yes. So uh, we're gonna have a trip oh, to the cinema. So we're excited for that. Oh, I'm pleased for you, mate. Um, there. I don't know when I'll be going next. Probably when I can. I'll just say to Carolyn one Friday. Let's go. Let's go to the pictures. <laughs> let's just do it. Who cares what it is? I don't care anymore. <laughs> right. No. I want to mention Ooh. as well, we've had a bit of a milestone this week uh, with the Facebook group, which is absolutely amazing. We've reached over 1,000 members. And it's still growing, which I never thought in a million years would even get close to that number. So it, it's meant a lot to us this week. So thank you, everyone that's joined. Oh, it's brilliant. Thank you, everyone. It's been, I was checking my Instagram earlier today to see when this all started. And it was the beginning of January. This is that, like, that's when you put out oh, there yeah. about a herb. And then it like started kicking off in about February. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're that, now in May. That's, yeah, and it's still going. Still. Home? People are not stickable, so that's always a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> I know we can't thank you enough. It's just, it's unreal, absolutely unreal. And the fact that when I saw the number change, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yes, and it's bringing everyone together as well. Like I say, there's a lot of people from different types of backgrounds as well that join in the fun, which, like I say, is like I say, strange, but no, like I, say, I never thought it would get to the stage. I thought it would be just me and me few mates saying this film shit, this film's good. <laughs> it's turned into a little bit more than that, which is always a bit special. It's just evolved into something that's amazing and fun. And I think something that's been lacking for a long time in the Northeast. And that actually lovely brings me into a new segment that I want to do on the show. Each week, I would just want to promote nerdy businesses um, and sellers, you know, any Etsy sellers, eBay sellers, anyone like that from the Northeast. And if it picks up, I want to, you know, across the UK. But I just think as a, as a nerd myself, buying wares, whether it be clothes, figures, anything, anything associated with what I love, it's hard. It's really hard. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to, you either, you, you've got to go to eBay for the obscure or like websites that cost like a fortune. Yeah. Um, or in America, you know, and shipping costs and stuff like that. So I think it's nice that if I just, I just want to promote what we have so yeah. people know. And each week I'm just going to do a business and then, you know, and if anyone wants their stuff promoting, I'm happy to do that. So I'm going to start just the first week with 
Geek, I'm not going to say this right, Geek <laughs> Retreat Sunderland. Right. Located on John Street in Sunderland. Um, it's a really new business. It mm -hmm. only opened up within the last few weeks. I don't think it opened a month ago, I believe. But um, like I say, we were able to open the doors when the, the lockdown restrictions were lifted. Ah, right. Um, yeah. So I, I popped in myself um, when it first opened. Um, it's, it's a huge space. That's the first thing I mm -hmm. noticed. I, I know they're still building stuff in there. Like I say, being the one in Newcastle where they've had like a lot of gaming card game and like Pokemon stuff um, might not be for me, but they do have like things like Funko Pops and comics as well. So um, that's one thing that I think Sunman's lacked for a long time. There's mm -hmm. somewhere you can actually buy comics, which definitely my sounds husband. strange. Last time I was able to buy comics in Sunman was when we had W. H. Smith open. Wow. Well, my husband can remember a, a very small shop in Sunderland next to the Sunderland Empire that used to be a comic book shop because his dad used to take him there all the time. And got into comics when he was about seven, eight year old mm -hmm. um, after he'd been to America. And I think he got his first issue of X-Men. Right. Um, and his dad used to take him down to the one in Sunderland. And he says once that closed down, he, he had nowhere. Limited. Like nowhere local, it's it's been yeah. there's just not there's nothing here in Sunderland, or yeah. there wasn't sorry in here in Sunderland until very recently that would even cater for us nerds. Yeah. Um, I haven't been down, and it is simply just because work work commitments, or I would have been down in a heartbeat. I actually have their statement that's from their Facebook page. Mm -hmm. It says, we are on a mission to share our love for all things geeky, from games and superhero movies to anime and sci-fi. Geek Retreat is the friendliest place to meet, eat, trade and game. Vibrant venues, comfort eats, non-stop sunny service and shakes. And I have seen some of the pictures online and it just looks like a lot of fun. Um, I'm devastated I won't be able to try their milkshakes. I am very fond of a milkshake, but I, I am... I'm vegan, so I don't I can't drink them. <laughs> you never know the might cater for like the, the vegan side. I nearly said something would get me in trouble there, but I'll keep it. I'm playing nice this week, so don't worry. <laughs> so that's it. I just wanted to just do each week just do a promotion of a business. Um so if you are a seller or a business and you want to get in touch, find us on um, Facebook or you can contact us directly um, through my Instagram, which is, which is, which is, it's, it's Sammy Fett 13, Fett as in Boba Fett. And if you want to email me, mine's paul at nerdyupnorth.co.uk. Also, again, <clears throat> a little bit of a nerdy shout out as well. Uh, one of the managers of Harry's Game and Shack um, put a post on the Facebook group this week. Uh, like I say, if you book online with them when they open up on Monday, if you use the code nerdy, nerdy Up, you do get 20% off your online bookings as well, and that's through the Facebook page as well. Oh, wow. Yep. Oh, that's brilliant. There we go. So you ready? Are ready? Yes. Ready? Um, oh, yeah, so ready. Starting, because like I say, there's no news this week because Football's happened. <laughs> to be put nicely. Yeah. Um, nothing that I've read about. I know. See, I don't know if you've heard anything, but no, no, not, <laughs> not, not a thing, not a thing. So I'm just ready to dive into this because I think it's going to be a really good discussion because it's 
It was a hard one. Yes. You made this hard. I think, like I say, with us now, we are not just thinking about, like, we're taking out all the elements into consideration. We're thinking about what each other would like. Um, that's right and I'm, uh, why yeah. it means so much to you as well so mm -hmm. I think yeah. you're going to make it a lot more difficult going forward as well. oh believe you me I have one set up for next week and I don't think you're going to like it <laughs> so just warning you but this oh, yeah. week is uh, top five comic movies that are not in the MCU now I'm actually do you know what as much as I said it's hard yeah it was but if you asked us on the spot what my top five Marvel films were I'd find that hard too yeah, I thought about as well. Now. Like I said, when you think about the MCU as well, when I've thought about the top five, not many of the, that sounds strange, not many of the MCU would probably make well, it would be easier to pick from the top five MCU than it would be the others, like things like yeah. Ragnarok, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, even though it's not a greatest film, the original Iron Man, because it set it off. Um, I love the original Iron Man. As well. like, them are the ones that still stick out just off the top. Iron, of Iron Man is definitely in my top. Um, the next slots, I would really have to think about it, but Iron Man is in a definite, not just because it started off, it's just a really good origin story. And mm -hmm. Marvel have taken that recipe of how good it was and put it in other ones that kind of like, kind of work, like Ant-Man and Iron Man are very similar in yeah. their storytelling, but it works. Yeah. Well, there's always been missteps for Marvel as well. Like, say, I think Captain America oh. the first Avenger as well had a great origin story, but after that was terrible. Like, say, I, the, beg you, I beg your pardon. <laughs> the, like, the origin was great, but other mm. than that, it, it felt flat. It didn't, like, say, Steve didn't feel like he had any real enemies. He would go into war by himself and take on an army without having, it just didn't feel like there was going to be much threat all the way through the film. But anyway, okay. that's another... We're going we're gonna to have to agree to disagree on that one, but <laughs> that is a completely different list. Let's yes. start. Do you want to kick it off? Because this was your your pick. Yes. So I'm trying to think of which one to go with first. Um, I'll go with this one because even though it, it is a Marvel film, it's not part of the MCU, mm -hmm. and it's one that and I watched, it did affect us emotionally. And like I say, I did actually say I cried at this film. And it was uh, Logan. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I say, I yeah. love the X-Men films. I love the comics. I love the cartoons. Like I say, one of my favourite comics was Old Man Logan. And this was a retelling of the story. And seeing the pain and the suffering in this film, wow. It, it, like I say, there was part in it that just broke you. And especially, like seeing the character at the end, spoiler alert, when he dies... Because um, you never thought you would ever see Wolverine die, and I don't know he has died in the comics and stuff. I had to see him go the way he did. Is he uh, still not dead? I'm sure he, he died a couple of years ago, and I don't think I could be wrong. I'm only just getting back into Marvel titles at the minute. Um, I think they brought him back about three or four years ago. Because I know they did all, new, all, all different. Hunt, the hunt for Wolverine or something like that. Ah, right, because they did the all new all different Marvel and they brought out um, X-23, Laura Finney is the mm -hmm. new Wolverine with the yellow suit, she looked fantastic. The, yeah. the run was really um, well received, but after all new, all different Marvel, I kind of dropped off a bit. It was getting to the point where it was just a new, 
a new a new, a new take on each week. Yeah, uh, rather, yeah. Like see, I, I think me and Sean went to Food and Planet last week uh, to have a look at the comics and stuff, and there was about four different versions of Spider Man on the shelves yeah. as well. It was like it's it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, I really enjoyed Logan, and I didn't put and. I didn't put it on my list because I didn't do, I haven't done any Marvel films, anything to do with Marvel, but Old Man Logan was the first comic book I ever read. Yeah. Um, and I, but I have problems with the film. Right. Yeah. Cause you were a big fan of it. This is cause they take liberties and stuff like that. It's not that they just took the, it's the, what really got us, which shocks us more than anything is the swearing. Right. Okay. So I'm fine. I'm fine with it being R-rated and I'm fine with swearing. And swearing to me is is not an issue. It never has been since I've been grown up. If it's if it fits within the context of you how you talk, and then I don't see it being a massive problem. What I don't like is Professor X. Right. Swearing for absolutely no reason. That F-bombs that he used didn't need to be in there and it doesn't work with him and now i get it that it's a it's a withered professor x and yeah where his powers are just overtaken and some shit's gone down i totally get it but there is a few times in that film where he drops an f-bomb and it's not needed Mm -hmm. and and it it just it that's that is literally the only gripe i have because everything else is just it's beautifully done Mm -hmm. Like say really? the actors in it as well. Like uh, the big standout for me, which which was a big surprise, was Stephen Merchant's uh, Caliban. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And even though he had kind of the looks of Stephen Merchant, he kind of like he was like Doesn't. a standout performer as well. Yeah. And the little girl who played X twenty three, like say she had like a bit of a <laughs> like a wilding type of look to her. Like say yeah, she, was, she was she was almost um, what's the word? Almost feral. Yeah, like a feral kind of look to her. Mm-hmm. But the broken down scene, like say, seeing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and seeing him struggling just to do, get on with day to day life, and like say being a yeah. limo driver when they start that in that fight scene where, and they start messing up the car, and he's like worried about money and stuff like that. It's bringing That's... real life problems to like mutant kind and stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. That's a that was a big one. I the. The story was fantastic. I knew fine well you can't do the like the old man Logan comic book. You you can't. No, it, I, it's I, too I, I, much. Seeing the Hulk in it, like as as that character in the way he played in the comic as well, would have been. Yeah, and all the all the, all the like the fact that the whole United States, like the world is like split up into <laughs> three sections. You've got Red Skull, Doom, and you've got the Hulks. Yeah. And you've got Hawkeye, who's a dickhead, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and who's like it's one of his all. best buds at the same time. And you can't do that story. And I totally got it. And I'm not one of these who was like, well, you can't use the title. If you're not going to do, do the story, you can't use the title. Yeah. Because the title fit mm-hmm. the story that we're telling there. I yeah. get, I do get the difference between comic side and the movie side you yeah. have to i can still um, remember the excitement i got when uh, i think it was announced that they were doing the title because uh, i think hugh jackman just put on instagram or was it twitter uh the title like not logan he just put a picture up saying old man logan and it just exploded at the time i was like yes this is because like see I, a lot of the x-men films it goes up and down in quality there's there's a lot yeah of them bad compared to what the good like here. I liked X-Men 1, I loved X-Men 2, mm. uh, we'll not talk about the next one because that was absolutely yeah. dog shit. And uh, loves X-Men 2, he, he says it's probably one of the best comic mm-hmm. book films ever. 
it's it's basically where you see him go into berserker mode and actually see him be Wolverine in that one as well. Mm -hmm. Same with Logan, you see him kicking off. But then they've done the kind of soft reboot as well when they've done like the first class and um, Days of Future Past. Again, them two films I absolutely loved because I, I, I was a huge Days of Future. I'm sorry. No, sorry, it was my fault. Go on. I was saying I was such a huge fan of Days of Future Past as the comic guy like, mm -hmm. uh, for a small portion of time. I actually owned the original comic as well, which went up in price mm -hmm. and I sold it yeah. for a tidy profit, which I shouldn't really be saying. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I still remember it, like the cover with all the different X-Men with the X's through it and stuff like that. It was um, wow. it was done so well. And when they brought the Sentinels in, but then afterwards, they kind of kind of phoned it in, like we say, well, Apocalypse and, and Phoenix. I know there was a lot of, problems with the studio with Marvel take, getting taken over by Disney yep. and, and stuff like that. that. That's it. That's what that's what happens. You they had so much potential. First class is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Like what a way to start the X-Men off. And you could have even took that into the MCU. Yeah. You, you could have 100%. quite easily took that into the MCU. Day of the future past, it's not bad, but it's all right. It's not, not great, but it's all right. Um then it, it moves on. That. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! That was awful. Well, that if you was look at so the cast bad. they have had through the years in the X Men films, mm -hmm. you expect more than what the what they got. Definitely. But yes, I think but you've, Logan, got, I think you've got a solid. It's, it's probably my all-time favorite X Men film, even though, like I say, I've got fond memories of, uh, like I say, the other X Men films. Like I went on my first date shall we say to see one of the x-men films at uh, Baldwin cinema when i was i think i was about uh, 16 15 year old <laughs> oh my first date with Anth was spider-man 3 <laughs> oh demo spider-man <laughs> spider-man 3 and then the ivy house it was a good day <laughs> don't say toby toby McGuire dancing up the street <laughs> <you gotcha>. yeah. <laughs> oh. Logan's a good choice. That's a solid, solid start. Yes. I like that. Cool. And not and not a lot that I've I haven't seen it brought up a lot on the Facebook post that you put up. Not um, a lot of people put it up. I saw a couple, but not a lot. Yeah. I think say one of them with the X-Men films, when you mention X-Men films, it's been tainted because of all the things that has happened and like yeah. say, the things that come out from behind the scenes of the X-Men films, which again wasn't always a positive experience for the actors and stuff and a lot of people have fond memories of other characters which haven't been done justice yet Definitely. fingers crossed i can say they'll get the time to shine in the mcu my fingers are crossed <laughs> my fingers are definitely crossed for that because i just i'm not a i'm not a massive x-men fan no mm -hmm. never never i quite honestly apart from old man morgan and a couple of side things i've read a few emma frost um books and stuff but i've never never really delved into the X-Men in the comics, so I yeah. did not add any of... Everything that I've got on here, I've read. Mm -hmm. And that's how I played it, because if I right. didn't, I think I, I, I could have just talked bullshit throughout the whole of this <laughs> list. Uh, you ready for mine? Cool, go for it. Right, I'm going to start with... I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with this one. This was this was my last pick. This was the one that I've I struggled with, so I'm gonna go with it first. Cool. Um, it's from 2005. Right. 
All of mine, by the way, are in the early 2000s. <laughs> Um, this is 2005. It's part of a trilogy. Okay. It's Batman Begins. Cool. Very good. Um, the I absolutely adore this film so much. I don't yeah. like the trilogy very much, but I absolutely adore this film. It's. It was just. It was the. It was the Batman you needed at the time. <laughs> They made Batman feel real, which yes. I think for a lot of the times is a struggle with, like say, a man dressed as a giant bat to terrorise criminals is a hard thing to do. But <clears throat> the Chris Nolan Batmans, you always felt it, like that could happen in the real world. Yeah, and I think a lot exactly. of it is based around that. Exactly. I just, I, I'm not saying Christian Bale is my Batman by any stretch, but yeah. I just like it was such a breath of fresh air to watch a Batman film that wasn't just a fucking joke anymore because by the <laughs> yes. by that point it got to the fact where it was just it was a joke character and he's not by no. any stretch at all um I loved Liam Neeson in this film I mm -hmm. thought he was perfect as Roz um I even love Killian Murphy like, I'm sorry if I'm not saying his name right um but what a scarecrow like yes. that band is that them eyes are truly terrifying Mm -hmm. um, if you've ever seen Red Eye, yes. Oh, well, oh my God, he's so creepy. It's intense as out. That mm -hmm. uh, no, I, I agree. Like, say, taking Batman back to basics as well. Yes. Um, Stripping it down. I think we had a discussion a in the Facebook group, like when they said, mm -hmm. "Who was your favorite Batman's?" And my opinion was, Michael Keaton will always be the best Bruce Wayne, but Christian Bale no. was the best Batman because even though putting putting aside his voice. You felt that, like, say, if you were, if you were in a fight, he would kick the shit out of you. Yeah, and definitely. He would never back down, type thing. But yeah, um, I totally get that. Um, I can't. Whole, sorry. Oh, no, go on. The whole story of Batman begins as well. Like, say, it was fun. Like, mm -hmm. seeing him, how he got to be Batman, That's like the it. training me methods and stuff, um, was always you, quite interesting. Exactly, because you know you know half the reason of why he becomes Batman. You know, his mum and dad get shot. It absolutely Fs him up. He's terrified of bats. You know, it, you, you know the mm -hmm. basics. But how did Batman get as hard as how we got? Yeah. That's a, that was a massive question and one that was never answered until Batman Begins. And I just loved how they stripped it all back and showed you how he got like that because he wasn't... Like, Bruce Wayne should just be a wee little guy, like... Mm -hmm. Because he's so privileged, yeah. he wouldn't really have to do a lot for himself. Mm -hmm. But in this, it showed, I just, I thought it was fantastic. I thought the story was great. I only added, now, I'm, as much as I put the the Dark Knight trilogy on my list, and I, I'm not a fan of the second one. And right. it, it, like, I don't get us wrong, Heath Ledger was fantastic. And I remember watching Batman Begins with Anne's, and... Bearing in mind, Anne's had already seen this. Me and Anne started seeing each other, what, in 2007? Yeah, so he started, he, he'd he already seen this and was introducing it to me. And he, even he was still buzzing at the end when the Joker card gets pulled out. Mm -hmm. And then when we heard Heath Ledger was playing it, we were like, mm, okay. And I don't mind that. I don't mind what he did. It just, I don't know. And I don't want to upset anyone by saying this. But I think it's. I think a lot was hyped up because of the fact that he died shortly afterwards. Mm 
Mm -hmm. I don't know if he would have ever gotten an Oscar if he hadn't passed away. Like even after that, I generally don't believe that he would have. Yeah, it's just it's. I don't particularly like that film, and I really don't like the third one. Well, it's fine. <laughs> I don't I don't like everyone's got the different opinions on, like, say why things mean stuff to them. Say, I know there was panic when the when Batman Begins actually came out because it didn't actually do as much as well on the box office no. when it originally came out because um, they were expecting it to be like old school Batman money type thing, but it didn't quite do bow, that. Yet. Bow, yeah, but. I think it found its home on DVD and like on the home release as well. More, mm -hmm. that's when it started gathering traction. But um, to use villains as well that we've not seen in films like Raz Al Ghul and as you said, the Scarecrow was done. I know people hate on Katie Holmes. I didn't think she was that bad as Rachel. Oh, good in, God, no, she in, wasn't. In, and one of my favourite scenes in the whole thing is when Bruce Wayne takes the gun to the courthouse mm -hmm. and she gets really mad and starts hitting him and kicks him out of the car. I thought that was quite good. And like say, having the old Falcone um, uh, aspect to it, like say, brought more home to the comics as well. Because yeah. I know, like Chris Nolan used a lot of different references for a lot of the comics. But to me, that one, even though the story's completely different, it did have a lot of feels of like say, the last Halloween. Uh, the Long Halloween, sorry. Um, yeah, I've, I've not read it. Through. I do have it, I've just not read it. I've Batman is something I, um, that I pick up slowly. Um, I've mm. only just recently read Hush. Yeah. And e, I loved it. Yeah, Do you know what? This is what, this is what gets me. I, he's not the first person I'll go to, to read for reading material. But mm -hmm. when you, when I get there, Jesus Christ, they are so brilliant. Yeah. Like the story was fantastic. I could not put that down until I was finished. Yeah. Another, like say, if you haven't read The Long Halloween, I would recommend reading it before the next Batman film with Robert, Robert Patterson because I believe it is very heavily influenced on, on that comic. Mm. Um, Interesting. It, it's got a lot of characters, and like I said, that is probably one of my go-to uh, Batman comics is The Long Halloween. I still love The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. I, I, we have about three copies of that now. <laughs> Don't know why. I think because I keep forgetting I've got it. Yeah. So I go and buy it again. In Granger Market in Newcastle, there's a comic book store, and I'm sure not too long ago they had the original um, Dark Knight Returns comics, like because it was a four partner. But yeah. the price they were asking, I, I couldn't justify paying it at that time. I think it was about two hundred pound or something. It, it goes, it goes up and down in price for the four of them. Oosh. Um, but yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, comics go for a lot of money. <laughs> Definitely, like, see, a lot of things, like, see, uh, my Spider-Man 300 went for a lot more than I paid for it, shall we say. Wow, the no. first appearance of Venom, but, well, not officially the first appearance, first use of Venom, but, uh, yes. Wow. Right, so, yeah, that's my number one pick, is Batman yep. Begins. What's your number two? Right, so you've just pre pretty much made us move on to the second one, which is The Dark Knight. Ah! <laughs> That was, there was a reason why I was very quiet when you mentioned I it. wondered why. Um, I was like, oh my God, have I really upset him? Is no, like... no, I just didn't. Um, I didn't want to say divulge too much because I, I think this one is a bit Marmite for a certain people, for a lot of people, because it is very much a comic book film. As I would yeah, say, like, I... say the, the villain in it, the Joker, I know, as you said, with Heath Ledger, to me, that 
was the Joker I've read in the comics. Just like he said it himself, the best is he's an agent of chaos. He's got no interest in monetary values, no interest in power. He's just he's brought about because he's like the wow. yin to the Batman Jan, where he's like solar opposites. Wow, when you put it like that, I totally get it. My my what what I go to for my Joker is the one from Killing Joke, and it's Killing Joke is the second comic book I ever read. Yeah. When I finished Old Man Logan, I moved on to Killing Joke. I that copy that I have, I've had. Oh my god, I think it's ants, and right. I, I literally will not have it damaged in any way. It's <laughs> it is because it, it's that special. Like Alan Moore is one of my favorite writers, and Grant Morrison completely turned me around into looking into that comic differently. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the Joker that I'm looking for is the one from that and yeah. I, I personally don't think I've found him no but the way that you've just described that I, I kind of I get it I do get it and don't get it I'm like mm -hmm. I'm probably going to backtrack on myself a little <laughs> because I don't want to upset anyone no it's fine like say it's like what you interpret and what you get from it like say I, mm -hmm. I can understand why you're saying you don't think you would have won the Oscar if it, like say if you didn't have uh, his untimely passing um mm. which again so um I can understand there's elements of the Dark Knight that I love. There's elements I think are could have been better. Um, mm -hmm. Like I say, when you look at the cast as well, going back to Batman Begin, the cast as well, like I say, Gary Oldman, Michael <gasps> Caine. Um, like I say, How could I even um, forget bringing up Gary Oldman? Like, what a, an amazing, amazing choice for Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. And like I say, I would be happy just getting a Commissioner Gordon film just for Gary Oldman. To be honest, I would, I would be I able mean, to say that. But... Uh, and you're like saying Morgan Freeman as Lucas Fox and stuff like that. The only thing that yeah. did take me out of it a little bit was the whole um, super machine that could read every like cell phone and stuff that Batman used to track down the Joker. That was a bit um, like say, I, 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 I didn't really understand <laughs> it. So I, again, like say, I couldn't understand it. it. It kind of fell on deaf ears, and I thought, and Two Face was a little bit. Uh, wasted to be killed off the way he was, which I can understand why he did it. I loved, yeah, I loved Harvey Dent up until a point, mm -hmm. and that point ended when he became Two Faced. Yeah, right. Two Faced, Two Faced. <laughs> I, that it, it just, oh, what's it? It's, it's almost like he went out of his way to be villainous. Like, yeah. oh well, he started going back I'm to just, like Adam West style uh, camp. Yes, definitely. Uh -huh. And I just didn't, I didn't buy it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like an, like a like a natural progression on him, which is yeah. what I would expect from Two-Face. Mm -hmm. um, it just felt kind of forced, like, oh, well, I'm just getting half my face blown off. I'm going to be a bad guy now. Yeah, it, it just showed him to have a little bit of a ruthless or a, like a dark side throughout, then yes. But, yeah, but, totally, but he wasn't. He, no, because he, really he was whiter wasn't. than white. Because uh, mm -hmm. I know they wanted to, like, say, the white knights, like the whole... Uh, like say the hero that Gotham deserves and, and like say stuff like that yeah. when it comes to the actual Dark Knight. I can understand what they were playing at. Yeah. But to me, the bits in it that worked, fucking hell did they work. They made the suit usable for, for the first time where he can move his neck and they made a joke about that as well, which <laughs> I thought was absolutely brilliant. And the pencil scene as well, that was absolutely unbelievable like you say when he did the joke first introduced joker to the whole crime mobs and stuff and yeah. he just says oh i want to see a magic trick boom and, <laughs> and that bit was just absolutely played out and i remember seeing this for the first time because 
it was a time when I was like down Manchester for a lot. So I went to see the bigger big screen in um, in the Printworks in Manchester, oh, um, nice. which was like say an experience in itself. But for me as well, why this one stands out more the other one, the whole marketing campaign before, because they didn't just say, "Oh, here's the trailer." Yeah, they led you had clues, and there was a big group of us as well. I know there was a website called uh, Superhero Hype, the forum. Um, we used to post in there and like <laughs> uh, pick up the clues and send like say this is what we found out and you had to work out the encryption mm-hmm. and when the trailer originally came out it was jokerized so it had Batman's uh, like well, Batman's face had like smiley face and haha's oh, around wow. him and stuff like that um, there was one when we was unlocked before it was actually released I believe uh, again I could be like say it could have come out afterwards but I remember that being the first thing I saw but I've absolutely, like, say to me, as you said, when you see a Batman film, it's yeah. not real. And this one was, like, saying, and the whole opening bank robbery scene, it reminds us so much yeah. of Heat as well. I'd like to say that with Robert mm. De Niro and uh, Al Pacino hit the film, like, the yeah. heist felt, like, say, like, intense and real. It's just not one I would uh, go back to. I'll never watch. What's the third one called? Dark Knight Dark- Rises. Oh my god! No, but you don't like Tom Hardy, so <laughs> <sighs> it's so draining. You are going to get you. Vegan <laughs> <laughs> and always go. You know how to shoot a man. Yes. <laughs> it's so bad. That pain is terrible. But I, I'm gonna, in one defense, I and it, I wouldn't class it as a defense, but my only, my only thing with being was the games so mm-hmm. i've never seen i've never read a book that oh, had right. been in it i don't have a lot You've of reference the to of it the baton type thing nightfall no i mean I've, obviously i've seen the panel i think everyone's mm-hmm. seen the panel um but i i haven't i haven't read anything that has been in it my reference is the games and yeah. that just that just wasn't no. it for me and the voice i mean good god I know they went for colonial, but like in the comics, he was a Port- Portuguese, Port- Puerto Rican, I believe. Again, oh, really? if I'm wrong, I call us out on it, but yeah. I'm sure he was Puerto Rican. Like he was born in a Puerto Rican jail. Um, and that's because like, all he went, like it's the whole breaking the bat storyline. He basically got every single villain out of jail to wear Batman down. And oh, when yeah. Batman was at his lowest, that's when he broke him. Broke and then, um, that was, you know. Verdi or Verdi took over as Batman for a while and well that, this that was this weird. was at a time this was at a time when Image Comics was coming out yes when the Image Revolution happened you know they're the guys who broke Batman's back they had to they, you know DC had to go to that level because at the time Image was rising mm-hmm. to a level that was taken over the two big names in comic books if yeah. you have if you ever have a chance i think it's on prime and um, watch image revolution documentary it's so good all right it, but they are responsible for the fact that batman got his back broke because they, they had to pull the stops out had to <laughs> they got these guys in figures like they, they it, it's crazy that they were living like rock star lifestyles as yeah. comic book writers watch it it is, <laughs> it is brilliant sex brilliant. and ink <laughs> exactly like Todd McFarlane is so oh, yes. passionate in this film like in this documentary Rob Liefeld does the <laughs> best Todd McFarlane impression ever <laughs> DNA. 
but yeah, it's it's a good watch. But they explain like you know the reason why Batman gets his back broken in the first place is due to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I never read the book. I'm not like like I say I I don't go out my way to read Batman, and I don't understand why I don't because the stories are fantastic. Yeah, there's not like I say I, I, now and I could be contradicting myself. Now there is a bit more of a like I say a female perspective, but it was very like I say. Oh. A, Definitely, no, I things totally like, say, agree. Catwoman, like Poison Ivy, back in the day, yeah. wasn't, shall we say, very, Not, like, say, supportive towards the females. <laughs> no, no, definitely, the, I totally get what you're saying. It was very much a boys' comic. Yeah. Um, and it's only been in the last few years that it is starting to like. And I think that's like, and I, you know, you can disagree with this, and I'm fine with that, but I do think, I do put that down to Harley. Yep, like, see, Harley and the rise was a of big, Harley big Quinn. thing towards the comics. I think a lot of, uh, a lot of females did start gravitating towards Harley. Because um, mm-hmm. I know I originally she never actually made a debut in a comic first that was in the uh, the Batman yeah, she animated was in the Batman show. animated series. I've got yeah. them all on DVD. Um, <laughs> I love them. Um, but I, we shouldn't be gravitating towards Harley in any stretch. If you really like look into the backstory of Harley, no. she's a very broken person who is in a very domestic violent relationship. But there's just something so endearing about her and she's and she always tries as much as she goes back to him she still always has a little bit in her where she she can go a little bit at her and she can and she can be on her own and i think that's being done perfectly with the harley quinn animated show like with the kaylee coco in it yes she she left him and she left him for good and she found a new friend and i love her and ivy's like relationship and Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll even the, read I think it in, the in the Batman universe, Harley was the first interesting female character that was brought in, if that makes sense. Because I know no, Black, Batwoman was quite one-dimensional. Catwoman, again, had a moment, but like I, say, it, she, I think she opened the door for a lot more like, different aspects to come in. I totally agree. 100% agree with that. Barbara Gordon is one of my favourite characters, and it comes from the New 52 Mm-hmm. Gail Simone run of Barbara Gordon and it was her it was she's not Oracle and I, yeah. I don't know why I did not like the Oracle story at all Barbara just does me tits in when she's that like that yeah. but when she's when she's back girl and how Gail Simone wrote her was just perfect it's a it's a story about getting out of a, a, she's fucking terrified of the Joker and she's yeah. terrified of what will happen to her again and mm-hmm. it's getting out of that mindset dealing with her family life like outside being Barbara Gordon while dealing with that nighttime job and it's such a good if you ever have the chance to read it it is fantastic there is a part in there where Gail got fired mm-hmm. she got sacked from the job and someone else took over and I swear to god if I if I was reading that week by week and that because that new writer was awful <laughs> absolutely horrible and the tone changed yeah. totally if i knew if i didn't know that gail was coming back on a few more issues i wouldn't have bothered no. it was so good i totally went off topic with barbara there sorry <laughs> <laughs> i love barbara gordon so much that's fine it's fine it's like why we do this <laughs> shall we say that is true that is true so we don't Are get to right? talk to many people about these type of things so it's no, nice to talk to each other <laughs> Because <laughs> my husband's just sick of hearing it now. <laughs> He's like, you just go and tell Paul. <laughs> I'm glad I can be that support, don't worry. <laughs> Are you ready to move on? Yep, go for it. Right, um, let's go with... Well, let's stick with 
it's not the same, not in the same theme, but it is the same writer, um, mm -hmm. Frank Miller, 2005, Robert Rodriguez's Sin City. Oh. I fucking love, not just this film, but I fucking love the comics. I bought, bought me them for my birthday, oh my God, years ago. Mm -hmm. They are, it is so different. Yes. Like, it was probably the first, like, there's, there's a one on here on my list that I'm going to leave to last because it is my all-time favourite. And if I don't cry while I talk about <laughs> it, it would be, that'll be a testament to me. Yeah. Um, but it is one of the first things that I, I read outside of, it was like even before I like read image titles um, yeah. and it was just so different and it's dark. Like, yeah. oh, so dark. It's, it's like, say when they're like hiding the child uh, murder and paedophilia and stuff like that in comics. Um, Yep. Like yellow bastard and stuff like that was yeah and in, in the fact that he was played by elijah wood like that was incredible but yeah. the standout for me will always be the return of mickey rock because this is his return film to hollywood yeah. and it marv is one of my favorite characters mm -hmm. like the guy is stuck in the wrong time like <laughs> he was meant yeah. to be in the, the 20s he's not meant mm -hmm. to be in modern times yeah. um i have a marv bust in my living room like i absolutely adore this character because he's for all he's he's, he's raw but he's he's got a heart it's, it's, a it's heart. the right place he's a massive heart always yeah. always has a massive heart and mm. um, i just love him so much yeah but like i say because you said last week i think in the in the horror podcast you love like anthology yeah, this was the perfect one done. Like, say, film wise, I don't think many films visually try to make themselves look like a comic book, and this was proud of being a comic book film. And even even some of the things on screen were, were panels of the actual Frank Miller yeah. comics. Like, say, I, I had the original, like, I didn't get the original one, sorry, I got the 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 tradebacks, the thick got the papers, tradebacks. Um, yeah, I've got them ones. later on when they first came out. Like I said, the stories in it that, that they've used, like I said, mm -hmm. the Yellow Bastard, uh, was it a hard, a hard kill God. or was it a hard, hard kill? Um, I had them down because I, I knew I'd forget the names and I didn't want, I was, just, I was essentially going to bring all the books in because every single one I've got on here, I have mm -hmm. the books for. Yeah. Um, and I was going to bring them all in and I was like, oh, I cannot be bothered to sit and, oh, what's it called? It is, hang on. Because funny enough, you, you're saying that I actually did pick up Sin City yesterday on uh, Steelbook. Well, the, I, was gonna text yeah. you, I was going to text you and say, are you giving away your list here? Because all of them that you got are all graphic novels. And I was yeah. like, mm, are you giving away <laughs> hints of your list here? No, no, I just, like, yeah, I went out and, bought a few um i traded in um, a few uh like say my dvds that because i'm trying to get rid of like a lot of clutter and i'm just bringing getting the steel books just buy them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ones that look pretty shall we say <laughs> it's a hot yeah it's a hard goodbye yes a hard goodbye that's the one yeah was that that was the bruce Willis story wasn't it yes uh -huh. like I say, that was the one that felt a bit wrong because he was like say, in love with the, the young girl and the Nancy who he rescued yeah. as a child and stuff like that and who it, was it who played because Elijah Wood played the, the, yeah. the mute killer that killed all the prostitutes um 
it was Nick Stoll. Nick Stoll played the yellow bastard. Oh That's my it. god! Do you know? Do you know what gets? Do you know what? Oh, everything! Everything I have on this list, mm -hmm. I've not watched in years. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really sorry if I'm getting things wrong, but I generally oh, no, have not cool. watched them in years. Yeah. Um, I all oh, but I thought um. Thought it was Elijah Wood who played the yellow, but he's not. He's no. the he's the mute. Uh, Kevin, is it? Kevin, that's it. Yeah. Wow, that would have really annoyed us. But the cast of this film is unreal. Mm -hmm. You've got Rosario Dawson, yeah, Benicio del Toro, yeah, um, Michael du Michael Clark Duncan, yeah, hey. um, Clive Josh Hartnett, uh, Jessica Alba. Could have done that without Clive Owen. I'm not a fan. Brittany Murphy, yep. Nick Off Nick Offman's in it. I didn't know who Nick Offman was until I started watching Parks and Rec, so you can forgive us for that. And that was only recently. Um, <laughs> um yeah, Elijah Wood is Kevin. And it's Nick Stahl was the yellow bastard, I believe. Uh, who's Nick Stahl? He was um he played John Connor and he was in uh Disturbing Behaviour as well, I believe. Wow, he's not actually on the, the cast list. Isn't? No. Nah. Oh, wow, no, because he's called Ro uh, Roark Jr. Right. Ah, yes. Because he was like the priest's son type thing, or the yeah. mere son. Later known as the Yellow Bastard. Yeah, it's all coming back to us now. Because um, I remember after they made that, um, they'd done Sin, well, Sin City 2 was announced, but it took a, a long time for it was released. And that was a little bit of a letdown. It just felt like a carbon mm. copy. I've not um, seen it. I don't think I would have enjoyed it. Um, and I, I generally think that it, it might have put a bit of a dampener on the first one. Just mm -hmm. I don't ever want to see Marv done in a, in a bad way. Yeah. And what was, because Frank Miller got big, like, he helped with this film, that he got a bit too big for his boots afterwards. So he tried to do his own uh, spin, like film-wise, with Samuel L. Jackson in as oh, well. I was called The Spirit or something like that. I, uh, I tried watching it that. Like, again, I, I, I don't turn off many films, but that was terrible. What was, I, was it the spirit? I don't know. I, it sounds familiar. I friends that like obviously friends, an amazing writer like Dark Knight. Just it speaks for itself. But what he did with this was just phenomenal. Like so many stories interwoven mm -hmm. into one. Can like can be a really difficult feat and he proper oh it's just fantastic and Robert Rodriguez as well like yeah this isn't this type of film that I would ever put him down for like if you know his back catalogue it's mm. not I, I, I wouldn't say it's something that he would have he would have gone it like to actually do but he did it so well so mm -hmm. well was it called yeah. the spirit yeah, it was called The Spirit. It had uh, Samuel Jackson. Jock, Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> when all James, uh, Sean Connery on you there. Uh, Samuel Jackson uh, as the main bad guy in it. But again, I don't know too much about the film because I've never watched it. It looked very mm. much like Sin City, though, like the individuals. Right. I just love the, the noir part of it, the fact that the, when they do use colour, it's used right. Uh, yeah, in the right and moments. It, yeah, and it does have that comic book feel to it. Like there is panels that you'll see that can be done completely in black and white, and the effect that it has on the scene, like it always reminds us. And this is probably going really dark, but it really reminds us of Schindler's List. Like right. the whole film's done in black and white. The only one bit of color you'll ever see is that little girl's red coat. Yeah, that's effective. 
no, it's like say, and it has the same yeah. kind of ring throughout Sin City. Just the just having a slight bit of color in a noir film can really make the scene more yeah, impactful. Makes it pop like a jungle. Yeah. Like I think with Goldie's hair and standing out like stuff like that, that was mm -hmm. elements that like were done really well. But um, and like see little spots of blood here and there. Like when Marv got cut up, you saw like cuts <gasps> on his face with blood. And but yeah. I watched. Yeah. I did what I did watch Sin City before I read the book, and I was. I, <laughs> I would have been. I think a lot of people didn't know that. because like I say, it wasn't really well, well known. No, well, no, no. It was no, probably no, bigger in the United anyway. States than it was in the UK. Yeah, and it was the, like it just at the time, like the, the time of when it came out. Just this, these kind of like movies were not on my radar. It's not something mm -hmm. that I would have went out of my way to watch. Um, yeah. But yeah, there we go. My number two pick is Sin. Did you? Cool. Well, What's your number three? Howard the Duck. No, I'm only joking. It's not Howard the Duck. I did tell you that I used to think Howard the Duck was a horror film. Like, I never put it down as like, and being a Marvel character, I generally thought when I was a kid, he was a horror character. He scared the like shit out of me. It's a strange film, but no, I wouldn't ever get in any top five anything really. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, sorry, I, I had to throw that one out there. But yes, my number, it's number three now, isn't it? Is that right? Three, yeah. 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 Uh, Hellboy 2, The Golden <gasps> Army. Oh, wow, right. Okay, that was that was what I was teetering, tottering between was Hellboy 2 and Hellboy and Batman. And I chose Batman because I could talk about it more because I've, I've read Batman, I've not yeah. read Hellboy, but that is a phenomenal film. I've, like I say, I, I've never read many Hellboy comics. I'll admit myself. Um, mm -hmm. I've tried jumping in, but it's not like a type of comic you can jump in. It's it's got a very linear story to it. I believe yeah. I could be wrong. Again, call us out if I'm if I'm talking shite. <laughs> but yes, um, like I say, I love the original Hellboy. Like I say, I thought it was very dark, very interesting. Like I say, the yeah. the things that they were talking about. But then when I saw Hellboy two, that one to me felt like a, a, a well it, it is a better film it's interesting like ron perlman who plays big red is absolutely made to play hellboy yeah. even though it probably has caused him so much hell to be in that type of uh makeup for, for lengths of time but he, but he did not pull that off mine didn't he and he, yeah. and sorry you can't i'm happy if we for the rest of our lives we only ever have them two films as mm -hmm. hellboy because it you he's just some I know they brought the, another one out. I've not seen it because mm -hmm. he, he is Hellboy. Yeah. And he, you can't replicate that. Well, stuff like they use, like you say, the, the, again, going back to the practical effects and like the C, it was a mixture of practical and CGI. The, the practical effects were done so well. Oh, where the, yeah. the newer one with uh, the guy from um, Stranger Things. The, uh, David Harbour, he's going to yeah. be in um, Black Widow, isn't he? Yeah, well, the, the things even looking at Hellboy's horns at the, uh, on that film looked plastic and oh. kind of took you out of it because it didn't look real. It it, like, so even though he'd done the part well, you were always going to compare him to like Ron Perlman, who which was, is not again, his fault, it's just how fantastic. it's not, yeah, it's not his fault, it's just how good. Mm -hmm. Ron Perlman looked and yeah. played him like I, you can't nobody's going to match up to that it's like someone going to someone the next person going to take on Wolverine yeah the poor bastard's not going to stand a chance because the you, you look at you've what got to you've compare got, him to a huge yeah, exactly. every time. 
look at yeah. who you look at who you're going up against. Mm-hmm. I, I think elements I liked about this one is because it's a bit more fantasy. I know you're talking about superheroes and stuff and devils, but bringing in like the fantasy world and how the bad guy in it wasn't really kind of like the bad guy. He just wanted to give nature a chance. And he was saying... And it's one of the Goss brothers. Like, yeah. come on. That Luke was Goss. Yep. brilliant um, cast and he looked phenomenal. Yeah. And like I say, everything in it was absolutely beautifully done. Like when you go down, like I say, the actual Golden Army part where, um, like I say, the, the big standoff, that was brilliant. And the monsters in it were, like, I know it's... Uh, adult Gilmero del Toro. Benicio, Gilmero, Gilmero. It takes me forever to say that poor bloke's name. Gilmero del Toro. Like everything was creepy. Like the whole like monster way tells uh, Salma Blair's character Liz about uh, how if this if she saves uh, Hellboy's life, it's going to bring forward the end of the world. Like say that was creepy. And that, that, that aspect, because I know that when they were talked about after Hellboy 2, he always wanted to do a trilogy. And mm-hmm. it says it's not going to happen now. It's, he's actually came out and said it's not something that the studio will let him do. Or um, it's it's a shame, because I think seeing that aspect would have been, yeah. I'd say, really interesting, because I, I, I was getting invested in where it was going. But, you know, um, I'd totally say as a, as a comic book film, bringing in the fantasy element as well, I really enjoyed it. Like I say, I've watched this so many times and I've never like got bored of it. It always yeah. grips us. The colours in that, are, like, mm. colours yeah. really drive my eye and the colours in there are absolutely phenomenal. Like how the golds just stand out. Like even like the, the whiteness of her hair and stuff, it's and, like even in his red, like yeah. it's just, oh, it's beautifully put together. But that is Del Toro, that like he can mm-hmm. make it. He can't. Do you know the, the best thing about him is he's not, he's not like some other directors who are really good and <laughs> really good at cinematography. He's also really good at storytelling and monster yeah. creating. Like they all come from his head. Yeah. Like it's it, it, he's just phenomenal. There he has had some misses in the past. Like Crimson Peak was just not for me. Like mm. really not for me. Um, but he's when he's got it, he's like he really he really hones in on it. There is an actor in there who I just wish he gets the credit that he fucking deserves. Doug Bradley? Doug Bradley? Is Is it Doug Bradley? Is it Doug Jones? Doug Jones! Do you know who I'm getting mixed up with? Never mind. Never mind. I'm (laughs) going to make myself look like a real. He should get credit, but you know, I'm giving credit as well. (laughs) I can't even get his fucking name right. Oh my god. What? Uh, Doug Jones, Jones, yes, he's very. Doug Jones. He's a, he's like, say, the monster actor. He was a uh, Billy from Hocus Pocus. Uh, yeah. Um, um, and like Pan's Labyrinth and stuff. He's the he was in this, and yeah, he was absolutely brilliant as Abe. Right. What did I? What did I say his name was? Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. Because I'm thinking of um, Hell, Pin, Hellraiser. I've got his Hellraiser. name. Hellraiser, ah, right. I've got his name and that name mixed together. Yeah. Wow, what a dickhead. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure I've <laughs> fucked up so many times. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, the Shape of Water, I've not yes. seen it, but I've heard it's really good. Well, uh, it's meant to be a modern take on your one of your favourite films from last week that you picked, The Creature of the Black Lagoon. I know, and I get... Holy shit! He's in a film that's on my list that I did not know. 
okay, that's just, wow, all right. That's just shocked us. <laughs> well, that's what I think. He's a character actor, isn't he? He always plays the monsters. Yeah. So he's probably been in like millions of films that we've never even seen, but he's always been he's in He's a that. contortionist. Yeah. Um, and that's what he was really used for in, in especially um, Guillermo del Toro's films because he's, he can shift and move in that way, but that Pan's Labyrinth character is just... That's, yes. that's some scary shit, that. Absolutely terrifying. Just how he moves, but he is really good. And I wish I'd gotten his name right when I said he deserved credit. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we got there in the end. That's the name. Damn <laughs> <laughs> But I really, Hellboy is a really good choice. And one that I didn't pick because the, the way that I did the list, my list was I had to have read it. Yeah. I've, I've owned comics, I've read Hellboy comics, but I don't think, like I say, I'm not too versed in, in like I say, the back history of it as well. It might be something I will look at too. I know I'm, I did look at the original, his first appearance, because it was Next Men, I think it was. Not X-Men, Next Men it was in. It was like right. a side character, but, um, but yes, Hellboy 2, that was definitely, like I say, I would always... If anyone wanted to get into comic book films and stuff like that, that's one of the ones I would always recommend because yeah. it's got, like I say, the it doesn't, it is a well, it is a comic book film, but it feels quite fantasy as well. It's got yeah. a feeling of like um, I don't know if you recall this old Tom Tom Cruise film Legend with Tim Curry and stuff. It's got yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Some people yeah. always look at us like I'm strange when I mention it. Nope. Tom Hanks, uh, Tom, sorry, Tom Cruise as a pixie, but. <laughs> yep, and Tim Curry is the devil. It absolutely scares the shit out of Anthony. <laughs> and the base Dave Grohl on that look for um, Tenacious D. Yes, and uh, the pick of Destiny, Dave Grohl. <laughs> Looks good. Cool. Um, are you ready to move on? Yep. So you're number three there. Okay, so I'll just I'll follow on because. The guy, Doug Jones, is actually in this film I did not know about. It is from 1995. Mm-hmm. Can you guess? 95? No, no. Even if I told you the director is Rachel Talili, and the comic book was written by Jamie Hewlett, would you know? Nope. The ghost world or something like that. No, it's Tank Girl. Ah! One of the, <laughs> the best... Bad films I've ever seen. <laughs> if you are of my age group, Tank Girl, and Tank Girl was like the epitome of how you wanted it, like especially like <laughs> girls of, who I knocked around with. This is what this is what we aimed for to look like. <laughs> Ice T as a as a as a fuck off kangaroo. <laughs> T Saint, you played T Saint, and you had Naomi Watts playing Jack Girl, and the great Laurie Petty with them beautiful eyes, um, mm -hmm. playing Tank Girl. It is one of the, the story is it's Shut not it's not great. <laughs> great. But it doesn't make any sense at all, but it is entertaining. Not, not a lot, but it is not a lot, but it is entertainment. Visually, it's great. Tank Girl as a character is just so charismatic, and mm -hmm. she's just does not give a shit. Like no. she, I, I just generally loved it, and this one might be a short one to talk about because it has been a long time since I've watched this film, and it's been an even longer Malcolm time Ma since Sorry. I picked the Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell was the bad guy in it, wasn't he? Was it Malcolm McDowell? Out of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Um, but apparently, apparently, um, 
What's his face is in it? I'm forgetting his name already. Doug Jones. <laughs> Doug Jones. He was always played a kangaroo. <laughs> he probably did. Yeah, Michael Mac Malcolm McDowell played the bad guy, the guy who was hiding all the water. Yeah. Um. But the set of it, like the, the look of it, is absolutely fantastic. Like the it's very Mad Max in look and feel as as well. Yeah, like Mad the proper Mad Max, not that fury fucking robot. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yes, it does. It's very um apocalyptic. Um, and it did the cut like again colors. Yeah, a lot of vibrant colors in it. Her costumes are absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, just trying to think it, as well. Did she break the fourth wall or am I making that up? Because she she I, she used to and she used to do a lot in the comics as well. And um, but again, it's been a day since I've read them. Like it's and I don't believe it'd be something that I would um I would pick back up now. Even I'm, I think yeah. I'm out of that. But it still has a lot of a lot of feeling for us because it's she like it's hard to describe because like you know my friends no, <laughs> and my friends my friends that I knocked around with weren't like that but I do have like other friends who like who did used to dress a, a yeah. bit more eccentric and yeah. that was the look that they would go on. She was big in the alternative scene like say yeah. when the film came out uh, there was a lot of uh, like punks and emo people who had the pixie cut as well yeah. from uh, like I said, not from the film, but like I say, a lot of people used it. But uh, again, not to pull the whole fe feminist thing, uh, it was probably one of the first films that had a female, super, like not a super female lead mm. doing a comic book film. Yeah. Um, and again, at the time, when was it? 1990? 1995. Five. So again, to me, that only feels like a few years ago, but. It's nearly, nearly 20 years ago, <laughs> which is scary. Um, um, I believe Iggy Pop's in it. I, yeah. It, Iggy Pop, I can't remember the thing, but I remember Iggy Pop being in it. But like, I always remember Ice T being a standout as a, as a, as a giant football kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, I just love the fact that he played it. Like, he's Ice Cube and he played T Saint, and I just love that. But I, I, it's, it's just. It held a lot for us, which yeah. is why I added on added on the list. But I knew there was not a lot that I would be able to talk about because, again, I've just not seen it for a long time. No. Um, but but I, I it might make you revisit it. Although that's things I, I don't think you'll be able to pick it up very easy these days. Um, I do have a few issues um, somewhere. The the R in here somewhere, and it's just stuff that I got through the I'm, years. I'm, like I'm talking about the film. I don't think you'll be able to pick up like a Blu-ray of. of I've got the DVD. Yeah. I've definitely got the DVD somewhere. I sold all my DVDs a couple of years ago, um, mm. but I have a handful that you could not even get a price on, and she was one you couldn't get a price on. So yeah. she's still definitely in the garage somewhere. Um, and have yeah, a look at that because that's that's one thing I haven't seen for a long time. Like say, this Tanker, that would be interesting to to hold. <laughs> see, there's me starting to think about collecting again. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what can I get next? <laughs> yes. So that's my number so, three slot. I couldn't not have this list and not have her on there. Even cool. if I can't talk about a lot, but I couldn't not. Right, cool. your next one. Yep. This one, I keep thinking it's a modern film, but when I look back, it's nearly 10 years old. Um, it's not a character I've read. I've, again, I know of the comics, I know of the character, but it's not one I've been... I've interested feeling, in so I've got, feeling, I've got a feeling we've got the same one here but go but, on um 
like I say, I know there's a lot of people on on the Facebook group. One, like I say, one of the lads, Michael, he absolutely adores this character to the point where he's got like signed artwork from the artist who does him as well. Uh, is the Carl Urban Dread? The which was basically. It's not. That's not what I was thinking you were going with. But wow. Okay. Yeah. Why did I not think it was going to be Dread? I thought it was something else. <laughs> well, yeah, but as an action film, it's. It's intense. The story's very basic, but it's done to a degree where it's done well. You care about the characters in it, which is unusual for, like, say, these things. And the main thing is he doesn't fucking take his helmet off, no, which Throne did in the original one. <laughs> he does not. But the best part about this, it sets up a universe. Yes. So you get to know the character. You don't need a... A story where it has a start and a middle and an end that have to be specific to to, to wrap it all up in. Mm -hmm. Kind of can leave it open a little bit, and the, I felt like they did that with that. Yeah. And I know the mama story was like that was like wrapped up in it, but there's mm -hmm. there's more too. There's more. Yeah, but she was just like a, a like a low level drug lord type thing. She that was, was getting fantastic. This, yes. Lena Headey was amazing. Mm -hmm. But she, like she is, she is the queen of the bitch. She is the queen of the, the bad guys. So uh, she does, doesn't have she to try too hard, I think, to do thing. But um, there's, like I said, I know, like I said, my big one, like going back to a recent film, one of my biggest pet peeves is a lot of slow motion used in films. Um, like I said, Justice yes. League, uh, Zack Snyder for chance. Like <laughs> it's a four-hour, nearly a four-hour film. If you take out the, the slow, the slow if motion, it will probably be around the three-hour mark. <laughs> it was so pointless. But, but yeah, um, like I said, don't get us wrong. I love that film, but that's so much better than the Josh Whedon one. <laughs> when it's but, used right, it's used right. Like when, yes. you, when you, and it was very much used right. This, it's not a film I've seen for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But I, when I remember watching it, I was I just blown away by it. Mm -hmm. um, and I never thought I would be because I do really like um, the Stallone one. Yeah. But There's elements of the Stallone one I liked. Because like I say, if you like comic book films, it is a quintessential cheesy mm -hmm. Stallone action film. It just, I don't think, a, a, if you're a dread connoisseur, I think that's where the fan base yeah. got uh, a bit pissed off. But... Um, I know this film was used during the whole 3D craze, which swept cinemas after Avatar was released. Uh, so this film was made with all the 3D tricks and everything in, involved. I think when it originally got re released, it wasn't just called Dread, it was called Dread 3D. Uh, My eyes can't even take on 2D. Like, I don't even know <laughs> what it's going to be like trying to do 4D, but 3D was just a no-go at all. I just can't move that fast. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't take everything in. I think a lot of films try to cash in on it, and some films did it well. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll on one hand, I can name a handful that did it well. All the rest looked like cardboard board cutouts to stand in front of each other. But this, like <laughs> Avatar and stuff, were standouts in the 3D and use it to the advantage rather than used it as an extra. Mm -hmm. But um, like I say, as a whole, the action in this, it's very much like, uh, I think someone told, I uh, mentioned this and I went and watched it, it felt a, a lot like it was, um, I believe it was called The Raid. Oh, I've not heard of it's that. Like a, it's like a, an Asian film uh, where basically they're trying to get over a building and just like all these action sequences like 
are, are happening all the time. But it's like the whole premise where these two people are, are stuck in this building in the levels mm -hmm. and they're just trying to like get out. do the job but get out as well. Yeah. Dread was like, right, we need to get out, but we need to lay down the law. And the law. The law. <laughs> yes, I could not say it without getting the word in. I am the law. I am the law. <laughs> but yeah, like say as a comic book film, I think that like say it ticks all the right boxes and Again, I watched it recently and it doesn't feel like I know I'm saying old, but like say it's nearly ten years old, which it's is to look at it, it doesn't look no. it doesn't look that way. It's not something again, it's not a one that I put on my list because it's not a book that I've read and I don't I feel like if I've read it then I've got more of a connection to it. Mm -hmm. And the reason like you know, I watched Sin City, I picked the books up afterwards, like I have mm -hmm. I have a bit of a connect. I, I went further with it, yeah. And a lot of the other, and a lot of like I, I didn't with this, but it is. I think with Dread, really what puts film. us off with reading the comics is there's so much history, and you don't know where to start with it. Yeah. And like, see, you're talking. See, I know Batman's old and stuff like that, but they do their own individual stories. But I don't yeah, know how Dread works. Does, is that just a continuity, like a yeah. continual story? Well, it's like it's how I feel on Spawn. Yeah. Um, you can't just jump into spawn because there's there's years upon years of work in there that you can't that you need to go back on but with batman it's individual stories that don't that can have a bit of reference and something that i do love when comic book writers do this if there is a reference that's not within this book they will tell you in a little box where to find that reference so if you want to go, if you want to know more about what he's talking about here, that has yeah. there's no part, but it's just mentioned, you can find it there. And I do like that they do they do it a lot in Batman because there is a lot of story to take in, but they're very yeah. careful not to go from one story to another where it drags it into it. It's its own individual mm -hmm. like plot. But yeah, I've not Dread's never been one that I want to pick up. Um, mm. but the film was great. Yeah. Really good. Really cool. Fun. Really fun, right? Okay, this is the one that I thought you were gonna say. Right, okay. Um, it's from 2010. Okay. The comic book writer. Now I don't have them in comic books form. I have them in book form, like mm -hmm. an actual book that has never ever been opened since my 30th birthday when Anth brought them home. I used to have them in comic book form. And I couldn't tell you where the where they went to, but Anth bought them in a collectible series for us. It's um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So this is the one I left off because I guaranteed you would pick this one. Yeah. Because I, I absolutely, absolutely. I, I know I'm gonna. To, I, we'll talk about the top five, but this one is my favorite. <laughs> it, had, it had to go in there for me. It is yeah. like I, there's so many references in my life that still like come from there like yeah vegan like vegan power like and says it to us all the time when i like double check stuff and he's like don't worry you'll not lose your vegan power if uh if you take something something in there that's not vegan and i'm like oh, i can't do it with a higher power will know look what they did <laughs> look what they did to brandon um Roth. brandon Roth, yeah superman was in it uh, exactly. as a big um, Captain, uh, Captain, Marvel, Captain Marvel superman oh uh, she is Captain phenomenal. America. 
<laughs> yes, Chris Evans is in it and he's so fucking fantastic. Did you watch the reunion where they read the script out? No, like, I didn't. Was, I don't was, I, I, when it comes to them reunion shows, there's not many oh. I've looked for because I, I don't really, I don't, can't get into them as much because it's like, uh, I, I like watching the films and stuff and fair enough, like say it's the backstory and stuff like that, but I'd, I'd rather just say make a sequel and I'll enjoy it. Yeah, but well, I don't think they a... could make a sequel. No, well they could because there's loads of Scott Pilgrim stories, but the um, at least I think there is. It's been a while, mind. It has been, and the the, the collection I've got is still in its original wrapping. Yeah, I've not, I've never taken it out. Um, but they did a sit down, like a, a table reading, mm-hmm. and I think it was only like the end of last year, and yeah. they just read. I think. And the only person who wasn't there was Kieran. Kieran Culkin couldn't make it. Right. But everybody else was there and they all read their parts. Yeah. And it was just, it was so good. And Chris Evans was still able to do the eyebrow raise. <laughs> um, I had the just, biggest crush on Ramona Flowers as well. Like, yeah, when Mary, I first saw that film. Mary Elizabeth Weinstein is Ramona Flowers. She is so good. I did not even recognize it in Death Proof, which is one of my favorite Tarantino films. Yeah. I didn't even recognize that it was Ramona Flowers. Yeah. Um, but she's so good in it. The cast is brilliant. Like you've got Jason Schwartzman, Audrey, Pla- Audrey Plaza, who just plays Audrey Plaza. There's no, there's no difference in any in that character to April in Parks and Rec. And um, Brandon Roth and Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Anna Kendrick's in it. Brie Larson's in it. Kieran Culkin. And um, Bill Hader is in it. Apparently, as a voice. I've just got the right. cast list up here. I still um, think Anna Kendrick should be a school girl if she ever, if they do ever do cast school girl in the film, <laughs> in the Marvel universe. <laughs> That'd be cool. But the the obviously the guy who who plays the main part, Michael Sarah, is just yes. phenomenal as Scott Pilgrim. Some of the lines that come out of there is brilliant. Like um, he's like the ultimate douche, but you can't help but like him. I lesbian you too. I love it. And <laughs> some of the um. <laughs> he's just, just him just his dialogue is fantastic he pulls it off like mm-hmm. michael Sarah doesn't have he, at the time he was he was very type typecast as the same person like you yeah. could take that character and the character from super bad and there's kind of not much difference yeah. but it works with scott like that how he is works it's just He's just took them a long time to release this film as well because I remember years before it was actually released, hearing stuff about it and seeing images and stuff. But I think it took a while to for it to be released as well. But um, it hits on every aspect. Like I know we're doing nerdy up north, but every uh, like nerd aspect in the film, like I say, it's it's very computer based. Like if you like computer games, it's got so many computer game references. It's got like like I say, superhero references. It's like saying very music based as well there's a lot of mm-hmm. I, I still like some of the musics in it um the song that oh what's brie larson's character called again hello um, again that's it <laughs> um envy adams friend of a friend yeah. i do love that song um the 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 computer game aspect to it though where you like Scott Pilgrim leveled up. I, just love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. There's just not one bit of that film that is boring. No. Um, but it doesn't have a like a laugh in it. And the there is an alternative ending. There was two endings. 
there was the one where he lets her go yeah. at the end. Like he goes through all of that just to let her go. Yeah, I think and it was released the on the Blu-ray um, edition that came out that there was, you could either watch either end and put, I, I, like, I wanted him to get with Ronona. I like to say that uh, I had the soft spot for Scott there. I, like I say, I was glad he did, even though he was addicted to knives. Yeah, but that's it. He walks away in the the other one. He walks away with knives, but in the theater release, he walks into the sunset with Ramona, which is what we all want. Because why would you go through all the seven <laughs> deadly exes to 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 not walk away with that? Like it does. It didn't make any sense. Um, I did absolutely love the girl who played uh, Roxy Richer. Yeah, the one of our crazy exes who just she. Just this fireball of rage, and I just love her. <laughs> That's one of the films as well. Like I've always said, even though I love the film, like yeah, it's one of my all-time favorite films to watch. Like if I'm, it's like how did you know I would have it on here? Yeah, I'll always like if I'm having a shit day or I think I'll put Scott Pilgrim, I'll put The Breakfast Club on, Lost Boys, stuff like that. We'll always like fill a hole hold, where. Hold on, The Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club's amazing. I love The Breakfast Club. I never thought you would love The Breakfast oh, Club. Oh, Breakfast Club's amazing. <laughs> I just, me and Anne went through a phase of when we were leaving the house, just going. <laughs> so the Breakfast Club, like I said, is a quintessential 80s film that was done perfect. Like I said, there's no bad parts in the next There's not. Club. It's, it's fantastic. Yes. I just never thought it would be <laughs> one of your favorites. Yeah. Um, like I, said, I do believe as well even though the mm. film's amazing, it would make a better TV show. Yeah, because you can have, you could split it up into, you could make the fights with the Deadly Exes a bit like more, a bit more in depth. Like, the longest one, I believe, was with Chris Evans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that was the longest fight sequence, but that was brilliant. I mean, the arrogance of him and the cockiness of him, and he was, he was just brilliant. Like, there was another one that nearly made the list, and but I've only recently, in the last not very long, realised that it was a graphic novel first. Mm -hmm. With Snowpiercer, and nearly and nearly put that on there. I've never seen it. Never it's so fucking good. The concept of it is brilliant. It's so. So the Jennifer Connelly one. Yes, I heard. But they've done a TV series and um, with David Diggs. Mm -hmm. Is that the Jennifer Connolly one? That's the Jennifer Connolly one. Right. The TV series is with Jennifer Connolly and David Diggs. Mm -hmm. um, the film is Chris Evans and um, oh, Kate Blanchett, who you will right. not recognize. She looks like Margaret Thatcher. So unrecognizable, but fantastic. The film is phenomenal, but me and Anth watched it on a, a copy. <laughs> and the ending was ruined because we needed the, the we needed the subtitles to find out what was happening at the end, and we never found out. We had to go back and watch it again. But it's so good; it nearly made the list because Chris Evans has been in a lot of comic book films that are, that even are not Marvel related. <laughs> it's good to see he's and not I, being typecast, though. <laughs> <laughs> but he he is absolutely brilliant in Scott Pilgrim. I just. I love this film. It's you can't not get sad when you're yeah. watching it at all. You yeah. cannot. Now this would have, I yeah, by hands down, it would have been on my list every day of the week. But I, I would have put money on that you would have, because this element is everything that 
I, like I say, when I think about you, you love so. Um, <laughs> only if that it was like true. a Star Wars based comic that could have been. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I was delving into some of my um my because my my back catalogue of comics was all underneath this bed, and I started having the look thinking, can I get Star Wars in there? <laughs> no, you cannot. Not oh. with the collection that I have, anyway. <laughs> Bless you. So. so your, is this your last one? Your my last, last one? pick. Now, my last pick is a bit controversial. For what reason? I love this film. I think it's brilliant. Not many people do like it, and a lot of people tell us it's shit, but I still think it's great. It's so far away from the comics, and I love the comics as well. Um, a lot of people have got angry because they totally changed every aspect of what made the comics brilliant. Um, I know where you're going with this one. Yeah, they pretty much did what they it's did. Just the, the penny's just dropped. They made it American. Uh, Constantine. No, that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> now, God I've damn it. been a fan of John Constantine, the Hellblazers. Um, like I say, oh, like most recent run. What of the America. fuck is wrong with me? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Watchmen. And then it wasn't until you said made it American. And I'm like, hold on a minute. No, that can't be right. And no, and Constantine, wow. Yeah. There's a reason he's not on my list. <laughs> I've not seen it. Really? No, I won't watch it. Oh. John Constantine is very special to me, like yes. incredibly. Um, the Hellblazers are some of the best, best the work that's ever been. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't, I can't bring, I, I love Keanu, but yeah. I cannot bring, he's not Constantine. No. He will never he's, be like, see, As I said, he's very American, but I still think it's done well. They brought in the elements that I loved about Constantine, the, the, the jadedness. Fair enough, he wasn't a wisecracker. He was very deadpan, as Keanu is. But the whole like cast, having, uh, like I said, Tilda Swinton as Gabriel was absolutely fucking brilliant. She knocked it out of the park. She is um, phenomenal. That Raquel White, like I said, I can watch her just standing there doing now which is beautiful I could, watch her, I could watch her paint a wall mine she is stunning and even though he was like a, such a small part but peter stormer and um, like i think we had a discussion on the group who who was the your favorite portrayal of lucifer in tv or film and he won hands down by most people even though he's only in the film for about five minutes he's just sinister smarmy horrible like snake like even Shia LaBeouf, who I, normally I cannot stand, Shia. he's actually not irritating in it. Shia LaBeouf's in it? Yep, he plays Constantine's little lackey. Um, oh, good God. But, again... I do own it. I do yeah. actually own it, because I have a Constantine collection, and I had to be... You can not have the film, but I've never watched it. To me, the best adaptation, than how they got it so fucking right, was Matt Ryan, As, when he played... Yes, oh, my good... God, I was part of a massive campaign to get him back on foot. Just finish the fucking series. Just, and then let somebody else take him on. I love the fact that Matt's been allowed to play John mm -hmm. in... Um, the cartoon and, and in uh, DC that, Legends of Tomorrow. That's the one I was thinking of, but I def, when ah, me and Anth love the animated DC films, like, we look forward to them more than I will ever look forward to a DC film coming out. Mm. They are part of our yearly watch list. And um, they did the um dark was it the dark um Justice League? I don't know the, the full title of it. And when I found out that Matt was playing Constantine, I was like, fuck yes. 
That's Have you heard the recast? Good. No, in the new one, in the new film. Oh, that Because they're bringing out uh, the Justice League Dark because they're casting Zatanna and they're bringing in, it's supposed to be Constantine's being cast, but they haven't announced it, but it's not going to be Matt Ryan. They but have it's such Ed, a good thing. It's, um, JJ Abrams doing it. Oh, I thought you meant the voice. I was going to say what no, no. JJ J. Abrams no. is doing a like say because he's, he's got that deal with Warner Brothers now where he's getting to pick pick and choose properties. <laughs> he wants he only wants to do the Justice League uh, Dark. I just he is just so so special to us. I just can't bring myself to because he. Keanu just won't be him no. and I'm not basing it on Matt Ryan I, I have I have an idea in my head of how John is yeah and every time I jump into help and I will jump into help laser at least once a year um and that's not even the look he doesn't even have the look but like I say as you know we are well both of us are huge horror fans this is like say comic book horror um Again, it's a bit cheesy at times. The guy who plays uh, Balthazar, Gavin um, Rosendale, he just oozes cheese. He's like, see, he's off put. Dick. Yeah. Buy them. Um, but, but I love the name Balthazar. I love seeing it. Balthazar. But like, see, the <laughs> elements of how they've done hell, like, see, the, um, all the different aspects, like the psychics and stuff. And the demons actually looked a bit, even though they were heavily CGI, they looked a bit. Sinister and and stuff. You got to get, especially when you're doing. I would always recommend it again. It, I would probably recommend it to people who don't read comics to watch it because everyone who yeah. reads comics is always familiar not, with. You're, yeah, you never, they're never going to agree with. And you. he's not a Liverpool, and and in this, he's not a Liverpoolian uh, wide boy. Where <laughs> now he's kind of like a sullied, um, pissed off, uh, down and out American who can't smile or. Uh, like I say, he's still in the mode of Bill and Ted, shall we say? <laughs> just, when it comes to Johnny, he's just the arrogance of him is you can't you can't play that deadpan. You can't yeah. do it. You you just can't. John is arrogant, arrogant because he is that fucking good at what he does. <laughs> <laughs> nine There's a reason of, for it. Because nine times out of ten, he is right. But even though. Mm -hmm. uh, he does make the odd mistake, shall we say? <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. I mean, the opening of is the whole incident in Newcastle, which I loved, by the way. Yeah. The fact that it happened in Newcastle, I was go, you get in. <laughs> Had to happen where I live, by near where I live. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like I say that. Like I say, that's a. But going back to one of the ones that you met, you thought was going to be Watchmen. I did think it was. would have got on the list because I loved Watchmen, but when the TV show came out. That film you can't put that on that list. Then. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it doesn't compare because that TV show yeah. is still one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Totally agree with you. It's not one I put on mine, even though I all oh, you've read it, I've owned it. It's the same reason because the TV show just fucking blew it out of the water. I generally don't mind the film. I love, I love the look of it. Yeah. I think um, they did some class casting with Jeffrey Dean Morgan as a comedian. Like, yeah, oh, hundred percent. He looks how I, how he is in the pages. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, they changed the ending, and I get it, it's not, but is it the end of the world, really? Like, was it really that terrible? No. I didn't think so. Um, but the TV series... Yeah. The only thing about watching that, I think, still won't ever be beaten, is the title scene. That is the best title scene with Bob Dylan playing that 
it's phenomenal. Never touched or even close to being touched to how perfect that was. Chills. I get chills when I watch that. It was just brilliant. But the TV series was just better. Mm. Way better. It was some of the best telly I saw last year. It was yeah. fantastic. And again, similar reasons I didn't pick V for Vendetta as well, because the comic is just too much is so much better than the actual film. I've started the comic so many times. I am I've never fully finished it, but mm. I will always remember because Alan Moore used to, I don't know. He, he wrote in the he wrote in the first panels before the, the story kicks in of England in 1983 when he was writing it, mm-hmm. and where and the, where it all comes from when Margaret Thatcher was thinking of creating concentration camps for the gay people. Yeah, and he was talking about the government and the mindset of where he is at writing it. Mm-hmm. So you understand his mindset, you understand where V for Vendetta comes from. Yeah, and it is. It was just it 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 did it no I'm not gonna say it helped it just elevated mm-hmm. what I was reading but it is something that I quite easily dropped off from. Um, another one of his from Hell. I've, yeah. I only have the book because it's Carolyn's and I haven't given her a back yet. Um, but I didn't put it on because I've never finished the book. Yeah. So I didn't add and I do generally like the film because I love the concept of it. I love the theories that that it that there was this doctor who was Jack the Ripper. I do I, I generally like that. It's yeah. not the great. It's not the. It's not a perfect film, but mm-hmm. I did enjoy it. Right, cool. you ready for my last one? Oh well then. If I don't cry, I'll shock myself. It's from two thousand and one. It's one of, if not, I, I'm actually shocked I haven't put this in one of my top lists for my favorite films. But I had a feeling that it would come into place somewhere along the way. And mm-hmm. this is the perfect setting for it. You've already said the name of it. It is Ghost World. Right, okay. I thought um, this would have been up yours because I can say it's very niche, like I said, not niche in a bad way where not many people would know of it as a as a comic book film, I think, because it doesn't it, feel like a comic book film when no, you watch it. it doesn't. And this, like, the comic book is incredibly special to us. Um, the, but it, the story is very different the film is actually I, pre- I don't want to say i prefer it but i do prefer that side of edith mm-hmm. than i did in the comic book um thora birch just plays her brilliantly my whole look from when i was um younger was based on her like mm-hmm. I, the only thing i never got and i'm still to this day looking for is the raptor t-shirt right she wears a blue t-shirt with the raptor and it has raptor written on the front of it and i've found replicas but they don't look the same as how she had it and yeah. um, you've got a very young scarlett johansson in it yeah i was just gonna say um, it was scarlett one of scarlett's first roles as well wasn't it she plays Rebecca. doesn't look she's, anything like she does now <laughs> so she is so the pair of them together though their their friendship is just so sarcastic. it just reminds us so much of me and carolyn like, you know what it reminds us of a, of a cartoon as well mm-hmm. aria yes a lot i very <laughs> much like that but the yeah the relationship between rebecca and edith is um very much similar to how me and carolyn are um there's no bullshit there like we say what's on our mind we don't we don't pussyfoot around stuff um steve buscemi is seymour is just I just cry every time i see him on the screen <laughs> because he's so He's so pathetic 
to almost being like you feel sorry for him because of how pathetic he actually is and there is a character in there and the guy who plays josh um who the actor actually sadly passed away he is the kid from that susan sarandon film what's it called oh i only watched it recently stepmothers no no it's a it's a it's a court drama film um it's brad um oh i'll get the thing you um he passed away but he was a child actor and he, right. he's oh what's his what's it called the opening sequence to ghost world by the way is some of is the best where she's she's watching a um, bollywood film mm-hmm. and she's there's a dance sequence on it and she's doing her interpretation of the dance sequence and it's just fantastic and i cannot not dance when that comes up um hang on i've got him here brad renfro he plays josh who was a big part like the he's part of their little clique but not really because they're quite easily happy to boot him out and the client Mm -hmm. all right yes yeah he was in the client but sadly passed away in 2008 um drugs oh heroin oh well That's, that's deep that's that's dark um also if you if um any red hot chili pepper fans the guy who i don't know how to describe <laughs> but he's in a red hot chili pepper video he's got he's got a denim jacket no he's got no top on denim shorts on kind of a mullet hairstyle he came from ghost world like his character is from ghost world and he just he's so he's only in it for two minutes but it's an absolute scene stealer it's so funny but it's so this film is just so special to us it's so sad mm. um but so beautiful at the same time yeah and i really I do not want to cry over it <laughs> i've only i think i've only ever watched it the once and it was so many years ago like i said it, it probably didn't resonate to me back then because i didn't have many reference points for it it mm-hmm. kind of like i say it didn't leave a Actually, I, I know different films, different people, but to me, it never left, left us with a, a lasting memory. The only reason I remember most of it is because, like, say, it came out that there was actually a comic related. I was like, oh, if you're going to put like a comic book film, that yeah, that would never be a comic book film that you would say that that that's on it. But um, no, actually, like, I, I I do know of it. I do know it, but. It, it's not a film that you say I went back to and revisit. I might do it, like say, just because it might. Well, it's been older now. I might. Um, it's been a, it's have... been a few years since I watched it. Like it was something that I could, I could watch all the time. Like literally every day, um, I could sit and put that on and just find new new ways to to fall in love with it. Yeah. Like there's one there's one scene where they're sitting in the diner and two old people are there and they, she's absolutely convinced the Satanists. <laughs> And it's just a thought reason behind like just how our brain works yeah she's so adventurous yet she's so scared at the same time like she goes she she dyes her hair bright green and all because she got called out for it by one person she goes and changes it like mm-hmm. she's she's so i'm so we're so alike it's fucking terrifying sometimes <laughs> like i'm all about shock factor i've done it since i was 16 year old like i've constantly do things it's for shock yeah but if someone called us out on it i'd reel it in yeah 
and we saw similar in that way and there's one regret with ghost world i wish i've got and just for collect collectible purposes i found a, a version of the comic in france mm -hmm. and it was beautiful like the artwork and it was absolutely stunning very different to the version like the copy that i've got um because mine's just a generic Mm -hmm. graphic novel like it was nothing special to it but this was in a hard and um, hard paperback and yeah. it was just beautiful and all because it was in French in French I didn't buy it <laughs> and I wish I did I found it in Paris and I wish I picked it up but Ghost World is my favorite and the reason I never added it to a fi my favorite film list is because I had a feeling sort of feeling it would come around <laughs> at some point <laughs> Plan the head. So I'm always thinking. Like the, the, the horror one last week had us thinking because I was like, oh, well, if I put it on this list, I kind of put it on another one. Like yeah. I didn't want to put the crow on here because you've already had it on. Yeah. So I was that's, like, that's one of the things, like, yeah, things I didn't discuss because I've, I've, I've been on the, like, the crow could have been easy as one of them. But with the crow, I loved, loved the film, but the comic. I didn't love, I kind of liked, if that makes sense. So I think I had a copy of City of Angels. Yeah. I think I had a copy of that like in my um in my goth days when the crow was like, you know, your mm. Bible really. Like that's what you <laughs> it's yeah, a goth Bible. On, Watch the crow. Yeah. Going back to what you said about Ghost World, about not realizing it was <clears throat> it's a comic book film, but you don't realise it's a comic book film. Um Similar, like I say, I only found out a, a year or so after watching Road Petition was a comic book film as well. No, Hunt. I did not know that. I've just been, I've literally just said that to Anne. I was like, I did not know that was a comic book film. Like, I saw a few on the list, like, people mm. were pointing out. Like, I didn't, um, I think that was the one. I think that was the one. I was like, Jesus Christ, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was like and a short a story. I think it was like a, just like a graphic novel rather than like a series. But yeah, um, Road of Petition was a comic. Exactly. But I don't think I saw Ghost World on the list. I generally, don't, I don't think I saw anyone pick Ghost World no. on the list on the Facebook group. And I was like, oh, that, I'm, like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> like, you're you all know. wrong. You need to pick this. <laughs> no, no. Like, I, I'm not going to add my thoughts into it because yeah. then I give away then, what I'm doing here. Like, what's, exactly what's the point? Um, yeah. But I was, I was just shocked because they... A lot of people in that group are around my age, and I just, I, I, I just assume it's just mm -hmm. like everyone knows about it. Yeah. But it's not really a, a, a highly talked about film. Well, that, um, that's why I, th I said it was niche. I don't think it's like, like where niche where people go up and say, "Oh, I know this." You don't. It's, mm, it's very yeah. uh, of its time. Like, see, I think Ghost World again. I think similar to what we said. I said before, it, it was bigger than in America than it was in the UK. Because when you think about it in the UK, comics-wise, we've come out in leaps and bounds, but comics in the UK have only really started taking off over the last 20, 30 years, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think um, Alan Moore is, is very responsible for comic books in the UK. Um, I, did a, well, I did a whole article on Alan Moore, and you have to, when you're writing about someone like that, you've got to go right the way back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. And he did. Um, he did a lot. He, I'm not going to say he's the start of of Marvel publication in the UK, but we did have one in the 80s. Um, I'm not even sure when it came out, but he was a writer for them, which is what that's where I was getting to. And I actually have a Marvel. I'm just trying to think where it is. I have a Marvel UK UK release. Of an of an X Men book 
that was released in July 1983. My oldest friend in the world got me it for my 30th birthday. Right. It is newspaper form, so it's it's not a so shiny. Like, yeah. yeah it's, it's all newspaper. Um, and it was the it was a Marvel, and that's that's how our comics came out. Yeah. Because so it used to be on the back of the like the papers where you see like yeah, but this Armaduke is all like or, uh, yeah. Garfield and stuff like that. <laughs> I need to get around to getting the frame. I don't want it to get damaged because it is very delicate. It is. It's just a newspaper. It's no different than picking the bloody Daily Mail up or something. Um, but it, it it was released in July 1983. Just oh. told everyone my age there. Um, but it's <laughs> um, but our comic our comics were nothing in comparison to America, which is again this is like that's why I wanted to do the whole sh like promotion of shops because America mm -hmm. does do the nerd style of life better than us always have done like you can't deny it yeah but we do have little tr like little treasure troves out there so as well like say because i know it's strange like we're like the working class couldn't like up in the north as well where mm -hmm. it's kind of like pubs beer um going to football matches and stuff uh, like yeah. say, that's always been like what we're renowned for but we do have like say quite a growing like say community i know newcastle's <clears throat> probably is ahead of us a little bit, like I say, than Sunland, where they've got all, but I think that'll more always be the comic book shops because, and stuff like that. Yeah. Again, this is in uh, Darlington, Middlesbrough now. Um, it's about time Sunland start catching up and yeah. catering for these type of elements. Because we're there, we're here. Mm -hmm. um, there is people who will buy, and this is why I just think like, anyone in the area, go and support the likes of Geek Retreat. Like, we need it because if you don't support it, then I'll not come back. Exactly, it, it fades away. If but we're still here, kind of thing. Like yeah. so, you need a, and I should be. I, and I what do we need? More betting stuff. shops in the northeast as well. Where gives a break? More takeaways. <laughs> like, away. Another Greg's. Another Greg's. <laughs> another Greg's. Another, like Subway is starting to become the new Greg's. There's one on every fucking corner. Um, but yeah, that's that's my list. Cool. My top five. I'm How surprised we that. didn't have more the similar ones. That was the thing that I was quite quite good. I wanted it. Well, I just wanted to. I wanted to do. I had to. I had to have rules because <laughs> it could have been easy for us to just go. Well, I like the X Men films. Yeah. Because it's Marvel, and mm. I would have gotten away with it because everyone knows how much I love Marvel. But I wanted to really think about it, and I was. I thought to myself, you know, you're gonna put them down because they are your favorites. But I'm. I have. I have to admit that I haven't seen them in a few years, yeah. so to talk about them might have been a little bit difficult. Yeah. Like, I think well, one of the ones that was. On my top five, quite mm -hmm. early on, but I struggled to remember it. Like, say, I was going to rewatch it, but I thought I probably wouldn't be able to do it justice. Was Superman two with uh, General Zod and and it's and, like, my say, dad. It's one of my dad's favorite films. Yeah, absolutely loves it because of General Zod. Mm. Like, say that. Like, say, I, I, that was my childhood watching that every day. Like, say, with with me dad as well. Like, as I said before, after seeing it, you believed a man could fly. Like, even though I like Superman, Superman 2 was always a better film, but that was one yeah. of the ones that had been slipping in and out, but I don't think I would have been able to talk about it that much because it's probably been about 15, 20 years since I watched it. Yeah, with these lists, I have to be very honest with myself and not, and you know, you can't just put stuff down just because it's cool. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't be putting Constantine on if that was the case. <laughs> <laughs> 
true. That is true. I, it didn't even cross, Constantine didn't even cross my mind, and basically because I, I just will not watch it yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's our top five comic book movies that are not in the MCU. Yeah, that was hope fun. You, hope you've enjoyed it. If you've got any comments, if you disagree, thinking, um, like I say, we talk shite or if we've made any mistakes. <laughs> Let us know. And um, remember, you know, we're on the Facebook community group page. It's over a thousand now. And yep. um, this is also going out on YouTube. So if you can remember to like, share, and subscribe, and yep. to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify, leave a, you know, iTunes. Um, and again, Spotify is not my thing, but iTunes, you know, we're found more if you leave reviews and put a five star. Um, like on there so that would be great and i think that's it yeah we've also got an instagram page that's grown as well so it's just called nerdy up north it's just me sharing random shit that i like so <laughs> I, got, I got a bit jealous of the instagram page the other day i've been on instagram since 2012 i've built up a i think a modest a modest following of 1700 and then fucking nerdy up north comes up in two seconds and is almost at my number i was like my god what have i been doing wrong <laughs> nobody wants to see me cats anymore it's posting pictures of eerie indiana everyone loves it that's why <laughs> people are sick of seeing me cats <laughs> bless you but yeah um like i said again thank you so much for following us thank you for, very much for your feedback hope you enjoy it um and like I say, any questions, like I say, there's an email address, like I say, paul at nerdyupnorth.co.uk. You can find us pretty much <clears throat> anywhere just by searching Nerdy Up North. But, any, but yeah, thank you very much. Yep, thanks very much, guys. Until next time. Yep, same oh. bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.